Welcome to the Headless Hangouts podcast. We are a community from around the world inspired by the philosopher Douglas Harding. To find out more and to join in on the conversation, please visit www.headless.org. Enjoy. Here we are again, and uh, I have a few friends with me, which is marvellous. And I'm Richard Lang, and I'm in London, and I enjoy hanging out with others who are conscious of being headless in space for the world. So I'm going to start by inviting my friends here just to introduce themselves. I'll start with Karen. Hi, everyone. Hi. I'm in uh, Holland. Um, beautiful day today. I was on my bike ride sitting in a cafe and, and listening to the conversation and just wondering if everybody would know who they were if the conversations would be different. And I thought, probably not. Probably not. It's, that's the funny thing about it. You know, nothing really changes and yet everything changed by just seeing this empty space that I really am here at the core. Lovely, thank you. Sequoia? Yes, my name is Sequoia Star. I live on the Oregon coast and um, I've been enjoying headlessness for a number of months now and I find it to be the, the one experience that I have that doesn't have to be explained and that is a, a wonderful wonderful thing in my life lovely thank you Sequoia Barbara hi I'm Barbara I live in uh, West Virginia United States of America and um, I was introduced to uh, the headless way through the finders course and um, it was one of the more powerful techniques that was uh, introduced to us in the course. And I certainly found it to be that, that way. Uh, and I've been sticking with it ever since. So I'm relatively new. I've been uh, a headless wonder for, oh, oh about six weeks now. And... Um, I've, I'm finding that it's contagious. Uh, this morning, uh, before I even got out of bed, I was having a conversation with my husband, who is not at all interested in headlessness or much of any of the spiritual journey. But, um, but he's been very supportive uh, of me and interested. And all of a sudden, um, uh, in the middle of the conversation, he said, well, I am you. <laughs> and I was just, I was so excited that somehow he, he understood that, that he is me and I am him um, mm. in the void. So that, that was pretty, pretty awesome. So I started my day very well. And, and it makes a difference, doesn't it, Barbara, to hear that from someone? It does. It, it's just amazing to hear uh Somebody who hasn't, you know, hasn't gone to your website or read a book or, or anything. He's just been living with me <laughs> during, during this period of time, and he's heard me 
say to him, I am you. Uh, but uh, this morning he, he came back. And uh, I just, I thought that was really cool. Mm, beautiful. Um, uh, Doug? Hi, I'm Doug. I'm from uh, Colorado in the United States. I had first encountered the uh, Headless Way in um, six years ago through the Urban Guru Cafe and, uh, and Catherine Harding and then later Douglas Harding's books and later Richard's experiments on the website and more books and, and, uh, and, and, and now these hangouts. So it's been a wonderful uh, compliment to the uh, other aspects of my, my, uh, my growth process. Lovely. Thank you, Doug. Tommy? Hi, everyone. My name is Tommy, Tommy or Thomas or Tom, big T, and I am from uh, London originally, but I'm currently living in uh, Italy, and uh, I've been playing around with headlessness for about uh, about six weeks. Uh, no, probably a lot longer. I'm a newbie, and um, although I've, I've, I've been experiencing more and more um, and I've, I've been resonating with headlessness more and more uh, over the last few weeks. It, I wouldn't say it's been a, it's been a constant feeling of headlessness. I, I, I say I'd start off, I started off quite dubious about it, but, you know, having heard so many people I trusted speak about it, was willing to give it a shot. And then I got into it and I thought, well, that's a strange idea. And then I started to get flickers of it. And the more I spend, uh, uh, the more I look at it, the, the more it becomes me. And the more I, 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 the more I like it. And just hearing the language that people use when describing headlessness is really quite lovely. And uh, I just reading, I've, I mean, I've always been into always been seeking a kind of spiritual solution and when i go back and i look at some of the literature i read in the past i find that a lot of this a lot of the language that the people that people around me in headless people near me use sounds very much like zen stuff and that zen that zen literature i read i rather than i really kind of resonate with it a bit more and it seems to vindicate a lot of the things i've read in the past and and I also like what somebody else said about how it's an experience that is just so simple. It's so so simple. It, it's kind of like you don't really need to explain it. And that's just lovely. Whereas other, other, other practices I've looked at, I had to work hard or I had to beat against a brick wall. This is just here now. And uh, it's effortless. And that's, that's wonderful. That's what I find wonderful about it. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you. So, any reflections on the uh, middle or front burner about headlessness at the moment in your lives that you would care to share? I'll share a brief uh, a brief experience in that regard. Yesterday, I had a chance to <clears throat> meet meet a friend for breakfast and uh, and and share seeing together. And the the sharing of it is always a wonderful experience and an opportunity. Mm. Yes, which is why we're here, I guess, to uh, share and exchange our reflections about this 
experience which, as Tommy was saying, you can't explain. It is utterly simple. But let me just, uh, for anyone who hasn't done it, an experiment, just do an experiment. Uh, we can all just notice you can't see your own face. And uh, I can see mine on the screen there. I can see everybody else's. But this side of the screen is this open space, call it single eye. If you are watching and you want to do that, you put your hands back and they, from your point of view, disappear into open space. And you're looking out of a single eye. Mm. And that's the uh, experience that we're talking about. And uh, you can uh, check it out anytime you like. <laughs> well said. Yeah. Uh, well, speaking of the experiments, um, I was I was going uh, went to your uh, to the uh, headless.org website yesterday because uh, it's been a while since I kind of went through all of the experiments that are there on on the first page and. Uh, uh, I rediscovered um, the closed eye experiment, which for some reason uh, of, of all of the ones on there, well, many of which just uh, literally blow my mind, um, the, uh, the closed eye experiment uh, just is so, I don't know, it, it just takes me to that place in a way that you know, some of the other ones don't. Mm. Um, as soon as I start going through the closed eye experiment, I am I am right there, uh, in my center and experiencing somehow both being uh, a human body and being far far larger and mm. uh, and more amazing <laughs> than a human body. Yes. So uh, I just wanted to. Uh, point people to those experiments because uh, they really, they really are remarkable. Yeah, that experiment, closed eyes, Barbara. For me, it it uh, resolved a few uh, misunderstandings I had for a long time, like giving thought a special place or giving feelings a special place uh, in everything I'm experiencing. Mm. But it's all in there. It's all in there, all this whole tapestry of mix woven of thought, feelings, body sensations, colors, sounds, the whole bunch. And uh, that was a real eye opener mm -hmm. that they're all uh, alike in a way and they're all happening every moment and nothing needs to be excluded. Like thinking is not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> How many people say, oh, you know, when the mind comes in, uh-oh, <laughs> you're on the wrong track. But it's not true at all. Right. Yeah. yeah. A good friend hanging in there, too. What we could do is, uh, perhaps I'll lead it, but we could do a very brief closed-eye experiment. Uh, but we could all contribute. Uh, so I, I'll just set the ball rolling. What we'll do, and the viewer, if you're watching, can join us in this, is we'll close our eyes and then we'll just explore briefly what it's like. And uh, it's nice to hear different people's voices. So uh, I'll just keep the ball as soon as you like. Please uh, uh, join in. So close your eyes. 
and uh, notice you don't see the room anymore or whatever, wherever you are. And you see a darkness. And on present evidence, uh, and I'm asking myself and all of us here, can you say how big you are? So uh, please reply, please join in. No. 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 And uh, when you hear uh, these voices, aren't they all of the voices happening in, in this boundless consciousness? Is that true? Yes. And uh, I, I don't find I can say one voice is inside me and the others are outside. They're all within this uh, silence here. Mm. Right. Yes. And if you pay attention to uh, mm. your body sensations, do they uh, actually, on present evidence, limit you? No, not at all. No. I'm definitely not limited to the physical body. No. Isn't that wonderful? <laughs> to be this space in which the sounds are coming and going, and there's a darkness and flecks of light, and thoughts and feelings, like Karen was saying, are emerging and disappearing in this unchanging space. Yeah. Well, open your eyes again. And to me, all that changes is this space that was full of a darkness is now full of colors. But uh, it's still full of thoughts and feelings and sensations. But uh, none of this limits me. But all of this arrives in this space and is very welcome. <laughs> I, I think the, the one thing that the headlessness, the one constant with it that I've experienced is that sp expanded awareness and that sense of expanded self. And it's something that I can carry with me at all times. Prior to headlessness, I did identify with myself being in a body. And now um, I'm acutely aware that my body is inside myself. Mm. Myself no longer fits inside a body. Never did. <laughs> I think that's, it's such a neat way of putting it. Am I in my body or is my body in me? Am I in this room or is this room in me? Well, for others, I'm in the room. For me, the room's in me. Sounding, is it? I mean, I can't say, yeah, it's just astounding. So, I am room for room. <laughs> it is astounding, isn't it? And uh, we're not going by memory, we're taking a fresh look. And you can't prove this to others, you have to look for yourself. You point and have a look at the place you're looking out of. And is there anything there? Or is there room, space, capacity for the whole universe? I have a question. <clears throat> As the new guy, well, I feel like the new guy. I always am the new guy. But I was wondering, reading Douglas Harding's book, he spoke of there wasn't a really a moment for him when it just went from boom, one to the other, he realized. And it, it was more of a, a deepening, whereas 
you know, and, and other experiences reinforce this feeling from time to time. I was wondering if uh, there are parts, you, do you find that parts of your day come in where you're not headless and you're just, you're back to being your headed selves, uh, a head full of steam or whatever. Um, because I, I remember I, I, hearing Douglas talk about it once. He said something like, which something really astounded me. He goes, Douglas can behave very badly, he says. Douglas can be a, can, he gets, gets up to murder sometimes. But from this space, that doesn't happen. Do you ever fall back? I mean, of course you must fall back into being yourselves, back with heads again normally. Or do you find that less and less you're, you're, you have a head and more and more you're headless? Well, all the time, I would say, all the time. But then it's so wonderful to step back as well. The whole world, uh, 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 when it communicates with me, communicates with me as if I were a person. So I am there too. Uh, there's no denial. And I, I start believing <laughs> in it many times. And then saying, uh-oh, no, no. And usually, you know, my feelings uh, warn me that I'm not starting to feel so well. <laughs> right. Yeah, I, I, I would say that, um, and I don't know if it's, you know, just because I'm new, but I know when I first um, started, uh, was introduced to the headless way, I had so many questions like, well, of course I have a head. You know, I can feel it. I can see it in the mirror. I, you know, I was, I was a classic, duh, you know. But um, uh, so it, it did take a while for me to, to kind of put aside uh, my belief and my assumptions um, and just go, as Richard says, on, on current, on present evidence. Mm -hmm. You know, what is your experience? And to, and to kind of stay more with my experience than with my beliefs and past history. Mm. Um, so it, it, for me, it was, it, it was, but once, once I, I kind of made the flip, um, it was, it became easier and easier. And I remember one of the exercises, I think that uh, I saw on a video, I think it was you with you, Richard, uh, where there was someone in a group uh, setting who was really having, having trouble letting go of her head and uh, you said, you know, you had her pointing, you know, slowly up, up her body, you know, and getting up to, to where she, you know, she couldn't really see her, her hand anymore. And, um, and, and, and then she just had to, you know, just take that final step of, of realizing that, that there was nothing there above, above her bottom line. And, um, I remember doing that um, myself in a, a meditation session where I, I, I was walking, walking up my body and then it was like I, I fell into a sinkhole. I, and literally I had the experience of, of falling into that hole yeah. and, uh, and finding everything there. And yes. so, but it doesn't, you know, I don't, I don't walk around 24 seven feeling that way. I, I don't know if I'd be able to function as a human being if I did. It's a very good question, uh, Tommy. Very important question. 
And and the thought, you know, for me, I, I, I see it very much the way I think Tommy was suggesting. This is an, an ever-deepening, greater understanding, greater expression. And, and I think it's immensely practical. I, I think that's a, a question that many people have is, is, is uh, you know, so what? And I think the, the, the so what about it is, is the process that Barbara was, was describing in many ways is a journey of, of self-empowerment. Right? Am I willing to trust my own life, my own experience, and my own sense perceptions? Am I willing to take those as my, as my home base and my ground? Mm-hmm. Or would I prefer that the safety net of, of the third-person social constructs, of the expectations of me, of the world that we all agree exists? Because the process that we're going through here, you know, reinterprets, you know, who we are as individuals. It reinterprets and reinterprets my world. And I find that to be enormously practical in every aspect of my life. I mean, I couldn't find a single way where we're being more tuned and having, um, you know, greater clarity of perception and thought isn't simply, you know, a basic skill that I need for everything I do. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it really, I think, <clears throat> what, what, what I find so amazing about it is that it doesn't seem to conflict with anything. It doesn't come in, it doesn't, conf, it doesn't crash in against anything I've learned or anything anyone's doing, any religion anybody has or any uh, beliefs about spirituality. There's no, I don't know what the word is. There's no confrontation between it. Mm-hmm. I've often said uh, in our hangouts that I also I do kind of sitting meditation and uh, I was sitting the other night and without really wanting to I was kind of concentrating on my breath I got a cheeky hour in yesterday concentrating on my breath and as I was doing it I just became aware kind of went through a headless experience I was aware that my head wasn't there in the dark and that the world began out there and the, the world came in towards here and it went past my skin and it went threw into me and there was no boundary between me and the world when I was still able to be aware of all of this mm. while I was just concentrating on my breath. And I thought there's, this doesn't contradict anything. In fact, it just gets, it's the real meat in the potatoes. It gets right down to the nuts and bolts of the whole reason I'm sitting in the first place. Mm. And uh, I, I felt like Tommy wasn't there. But I knew Tommy was would be waiting for me when I came and I stood up again. So I didn't have to worry. I knew it wasn't total annihilation. Yeah. So I, I was able to just ha- – and the, the, one, the best way to describe it, and I think the thing that scares people the least, uh, is when you say it's fun. And I heard Douglas say that. He says, above all, this is fun. And I remember thinking, this is fun. Because I get to I get to slip out of being me and then slip back in. And mm-hmm. I get to do whatever I want. I get to have my cake and eat it. You know. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what I mean, Tommy. That I, uh, in another response, that this seeing, I don't need to hold on to anything because it's right there. The moment I open my eyes to it, I see that's the case, and. Uh, it's not a, a construct or uh, or nothing uh, needs to be held together. Mm. So it's lovely to relax in that. And the more I do it, the more I want to do it. Mm. Yes. 
one of the things I appreciate is those of us who wear glasses, yeah. you know, several times a day, I get to see that <laughs> those two eyes becoming one eye yeah. and say, oh, hello, awareness. <laughs> there you are. Um, a prop that works really well. Actually, actually I, was, I started feeling a little bit sorry for people that don't have glasses. <laughs> <laughs> I was talking to someone this week, and he had corresponded with me a bit. Spanish guys, his uh, English is not great, but I don't speak Spanish at all. <laughs> and uh, we had a video hangout. It was the first video hangout he'd ever done. He's, he's not an internet person. And it was the first time he'd met anyone else who was seeing. And uh, it was uh, delightful. You could see his absolute joy and surprise and astonishment. And he was saying, you know, the thing is that his glasses sit there, kind of hang there, this, this oval, as you were saying, Barbara, right in the middle of a single eye, which, of course, it does. Yeah. We had a, a video hangout this morning, and one of the things that occurred to me it's occurred to me before, but it came over fresh, was that uh, this is just the way things are. You're space for the world. It's not uh, something that you hype yourself up into. or, or It's just the way it is, whether you know it, whether you are conscious of it or not. And what goes along with that, therefore, is that everybody is this. Mm. And others you see from the outside, you see their heads. But you know that they're in the same condition as you, as being space for for the world. And, you know, sometimes you kind of, if you see your, seeing I've got a head is kind of going, you know, putting myself in your shoes and seeing myself from your position. But I know you're looking out of the nothing. <laughs> there aren't going to be too many pauses uh, on this Hangouts while I'm I'm on. I, I, I normally, if there's a pause, I jump in and I speak. Uh, but I was just, there was another issue I wanted to uh, raise. And it's the one I always raise. I raise it again and again and again. So I keep coming back to it because I'm such a doubter. And I think it's because uh, maybe my mother called me Thomas. I was a born doubter. I was just thinking doubting is, is, is actually a very important thing to discuss because you've got to imagine that every one of us who came to headlessness, certainly me, but one, all of us at some point, we must have gone, really? At some point, we must have all said, really? I don't really, I don't know about that. We must have all done it at some point before we got here. And so I think it's, uh, it's interesting to, to look at that once you're in it, you don't doubt it anymore, but from the outside, you do. So making that transition is, is, is a very bizarre step for me, going from doubt to feeling very secure in headlessness because, well, it's not, not only because I made the jump, but because I keep jumping between both of them, between doubt continually up until today. And the other point I was thinking, I mean, at, at, at the start, you're thinking, you know, I'm sure what, maybe they just want to enlist millionaires so that they can brainwash and get money out of them, you know? Maybe this is what we're, they do at the beginning. Actually, that's why I'm here today. Richard said he was going to give me a few quid if we could, <laughs> we're going to brainwash some millionaires. No, I was thinking that I'm a stickler for scientific proof, you know, and I go around and I read books and uh, I try, I'm always looking for the hard link between spirituality and science. And I look at it all the time and I won't accept anything unless I get it. 
And uh, I just found myself saying more and more with, with, with headlessness is, I don't need any proof at all. I don't need anything now. I've got it all here. Mm. And I, that, that's it. I don't need it. We, we can all knock off early <laughs> and draw, draw a line under it. I've got it all here. Yes, this is the, uh, the meeting after all that hard work. We're, we've knocked off and we're just enjoying being headless now. <laughs> That's, I mean, the thing is, Tommy, is it, it is doubting, continuing to doubt, I think, what you're told about yourself. Or rather, sorting out, you know, I'm Richard for you and I'm Richard somewhere in the world, but here at Centre I'm space for everything, including Richard. So... You don't kind of rest on a belief, do you? You In this moment now, you have a fresh look because you might be wrong and you say, right, I'm going to have a fresh look at the place I'm looking out on and I can't take anybody else's word for it, uh, not even my own a minute ago. I'm going to have a fresh look. What am I? And that's where the experiments are so powerful. They get you not to think about it but to actually look. Yes. Yeah. It's such a good laugh. <laughs> and that's the phrase because uh, uh, any time I look, I see something new or something else in these experiments. And that's, mm. you know, it's not really a depth because uh, what I see is what I get. But, st but there are so many sides to it and that <laughs> keeps it interesting. Yeah. Like we had this head of stress course and uh, I promised myself I was going to do all the experiments in the book, not just reading about them, but doing them. And it was so enriching and so fun that I really, I saw, any time I did it, I saw a new aspect mm. and I was thrilled about it. We had a video hangout a few days ago and uh, somebody took us through the closed eye experiment and she did it in her own way which is brilliant you know and one of the things she the questions which i hadn't heard anyone say in quite that way which you can do with your eyes open is if you pay attention to the, the feeling of your clothes now the sensation of your clothes where's the boundary is there a boundary between your skin and your clothes well i mean it's all here in you or something. There's no dividing line. And I, I oh, gosh, how, how amazing. You just kind of, from nothing, you kind of become your clothes. And then, of course, there's no dividing line between that sensation and the world. You know? mm. So new things coming up. Mm. Yes, new things coming up. And, 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 an and another new thing that came up, I find that, I don't have to. Def I, I, very, I, I don't know if you know what I'm saying, but I don't have to defend myself mm. anymore, mm. because he, because here, at zero distance from where I am, there's nothing there. Mm. There's nothing to defend. So yeah. I don't. Ha I don't. I don't have to put up anything against you guys or anyone else or any or even the guy who cuts me up in traffic. I don't. There's nothing between me and him. Mm. I know. I know. It's. Uh... Yeah, very safe here. And, uh, yeah. One of the things that, uh, that really appealed to me when I was first uh, uh, exploring this and that, that still resonates with me and I do it several times a day is noticing that 
at my center, all is well, all the time. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's just, it's so different from, from the way I, 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 the human being feel in the world. I don't always feel that all is well all the time. Mm -hmm. Um, But, uh, but that reminder, that reminder that my center is there and that it never changes and nothing that goes on in the outside world can damage it, harm it, destroy it, make it disappear. Mm. Um, it's just, it's just always there. It's my isness. <laughs> um, you're right. It's very, it's very comforting. It, it, it feels great. Absolutely. You know, Barbara, that's where I am too. <laughs> what you're describing, uh, this space is safe, but it's, it's my home. It's where I am. Yeah. What a fortunate happening or coincidence, I don't know, but isn't that marvelous? It is. What we all have in common, isn't it? Uh, you know, I, I don't know how to explain it, but we, we have this in common. It's, and our communication about this, well, our communication, we might miscommunicate, but the actual experience we're talking about is, is there's no, uh, no way that we can uh, differ about it. And so, uh, gosh, what a fantastic thing to be conscious of have, having in common. I think there's a variation on, um, on the experiments, and it's one of the experiments that the, that the Hangout itself, I think, makes, makes fairly clear, which is the question, how many voices do I have? Hmm. Not only am I space for your, your voice, but, but increasingly to me, I have, I have many voices. Hmm. And and I love listening to them all. Mm. <laughs> you know, my, mine's one of them. But 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 I love having many voices. It mm. it really is a great burden lifted of of having to be a voice and come from a voice and come from a space. If I <laughs> I I just don't have to do that anymore. I know what you mean. It's like being let out of school somehow, isn't it? You know, you're you're being let out of this restricted identity and you don't lose that one you just suddenly are let out into the playground and all the voices are yours i kind of feel this like this totally different person and the feelings and even dealing with tough stuff in life like you know overwhelming feelings and stuff it does put those feelings into a wonderful perspective when i look at this space and paradoxically, you would expect that that would mean detachment and coldness from things, but it's not like that. Mm. It's not like that at all. When I, but being detached, being realizing that these feelings, even fears, even negative feelings, are in this space, mm. only makes me, only makes me want to reach out to others more. Mm. And uh, because, uh, I don't know, something about the fact that perhaps we're both sharing this same space. Mm. Mm. And if you're, if, you're so, if you're so caught up in, in those emotions and not realizing they're in the space, then, well, then you're probably not having a great time, you know. And mm. maybe, maybe we can kind of reach out and connect across mm. this space and it will be better for everybody. Mm. Yeah, so sometimes the language makes it sound as though you'd be detached and not involved, you know, your space for the world, you're just space, it sounds as though you wouldn't be engaged, but 
as you say, Tommy, actual experience is the reverse. Everything is here, but no distance. Everything, you could say, is in you, is yourself. And that uh, brings forth, typically, a deeper involvement and engagement and feeling for others. Mm. And such respect, because the experience is nonverbal and... uh, We've all got it, and you can't get a bit of it. Uh, you you cannot doubt that we've all got it. I mean, it just doesn't cross your mind. I mean, it, it's it's just it's just a given, and therefore everyone's expression here is a fascinating, valid, of course, uh, genuine uh, expression from this place. And so one, I think, now listens with interest to different expressions rather than waiting to uh, put them right. <laughs> <laughs> show them the error of their ways, you know, it's not like that at all. You can think, wow, that's an interesting way of putting it. I, 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 would, I, I can see where you're coming from. That's really interesting new view. Right. I remember one of, uh, one of our favorite uh, hangout folks, uh, Sam from Perth, Australia. Mm. Um, I, I jotted this one down because I just I thought it was so wonderful, um, is that at my center, I am relieved from responsibility for judging myself or others. Mm. Wow. What a great concept! I, I just I love how you know people who've been living living with this perspective for uh, you know for a while uh, just have these amazing ways of expressing expressing it. But so do you, Barbara. I, I understand what what you're saying there in terms of people who've been living this with this for a while, but but uh, for us who have been, as it were, for a start. It's only now, but it is just so marvelous to meet new people uh, who express it so uniquely and so freshly in ways you'd never imagine. I, I mean, I, there's no, I don't feel uh, any difference between you and me in terms of our, the, the genuineness of our experience of this and, and coming from this, you know. But, well, I am you, Richard. <laughs> well, there you go, you see. Of course you recognize me. <laughs> Isn't it wild? Yeah. I love it. I love being you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I made a little film, uh, which I put on YouTube this week, about the four stages. The baby, the child, the adult, and the seer. It was interesting to do because it, it it got me to think about. Oh. I think you should leave that in. I think don't edit that out. Okay, make sure you leave that in. Okay. Would you excuse me? I'm, I'm busy being headless right now. Can I call you back? <laughs> <laughs> this is the world calling. The world no, that's is right. Calling. Yes, yes, that's right. Um, the next phone, that phone's going out the window. I think. Yeah. <laughs> no. Well, it got me to think more about the fourth stages, four stages, and uh, and I got some correspondence back from it. And uh, people, you know, on the one hand, just remembering uh, how open they were as a child before mm. they got in the box, you know, and uh, how you can see it in children. Some of those images I used, you look at the child and you say, you know, I mean, no question about it, they're just wide open. 
you know, and they're looking in the mirror, you know, there's one photo there, and it's obvious that that little girl is not thinking that's her. She's kissing the mirror. She's kissing the, the other infant there. And then as you obviously you, you go, grow up, you see yourself from the outside. But it's a totally natural process that you kind of go out in imagination and look back at yourself, and you must do it. It's not a mistake to identify with who you are in the mirror and who you are for others. It's just a really vital, precious thing to, uh, to become responsible and aware of yourself as an individual. But then the, what interests me is that the fourth stage of the seer is as natural a phase or a part of the journey as that third stage, that it's just absolutely natural. Having gone out and overlooked your space and see yourself from outside to reintegrate and uh, this space and, be, and now have both. And it's not as if you're now denying that you're a person that you, you know, you know you're, of course, you, you know, that's ridiculous. But now you're privately aware of being space and publicly a person. And this is a, a natural, wholly natural thing. And in a way, if you don't become aware of your space, you know, you kind of stop short on the journey and you're not really enjoying what the whole thing could be. Mm. Mm. It's natural, it's, it's normal, it's sane to uh, kind of re reawaken to your, to this openness, which was always there, of course. Yeah, yeah. It's sane. I like that word. It's sane because, and you realize that living just, be, I mean, I can click on these videos now and I can pull up just an image on the screen of just me. I'm doing it now. I've got on my screen, there's just me on the screen now. And it's insane to just think I'm that guy. I mean, it, it, that, that, if, if that's all I am, and then if I'm running around just living from from that guy to the exclusion of all else, well, I'm, I I just find that I'm bumping up, bumping in. I won't go into it too deeply, but I'm, I'm bumping I'm bumping up against stuff all the time. But if I look here, sane is a great word of describing it. And what you say about the four stages is very interesting. I've got. I'm very blessed and very lucky to be an English teacher and I work with, I'm very lucky to work with kids and I work with 11 year olds and I work with nine year olds and they are magical beings because of, I'm constantly in an exchange with children, passing knowledge to them, then passing back to me. And the, 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 it's, it's, it's a, again, a wordless experience. Mm. There are, the children are inspiring for this fact. Yes. That they, are, that they are in this space. And for them, it's the most natural thing. Or if, they, if they've left the space, you can see them becoming teenagers and leaving the space gradually more and more behind them and, and, and becoming more aware of this identity of them. Even if they've left the space, they didn't leave it very long ago. You know, they were, they were quite, they were quite uh, recently they were in that space and it's not too difficult for them, even entering, uh, becoming teenagers to hop back to that space again. And so having the opportunity two or three times a week to spend an hour and a half with kids is uh, one of the things that keeps me sane mm -hmm. and looking out of this third eye, I think. Mm -hmm. Well, Judy told this morning in the other hangout that she 
uh, in a university gathering, she she showed a mirror to, I think, uh, high school uh, children and then university students. And all the high school children said, she asked the question, where's your face? And then everybody from the high school still pointed at the mirror, it's there. And then the university students, most of them pointed here. Mm. And then I remembered myself, I thought, hey, it must have been in my 20s that I still uh, wasn't solemnly identified with my image in the mirror. It must have been this constant pressure from society, you know, that it keeps on pushing that image onto me, is it? So, uh, yeah, it's such a blessing to find this back, this, the way it really is, just by looking. My God, it's just like you say, it's refining my sanity. Yes, and children, I mean, once you've got understood what's happening, that... Uh, you you're, you start the journey headless and open, and, and then you kind of go outside and half are in out with the children, and then as an adult you're kind of all out and not aware of this, and then in the fourth stage you're both. And it, then that makes sense of things, and like the, the child then you realise is, oh, I know where they're at. They're kind, you know, they're kind of moving between inside and outside. How fluid! I think I'll join in that. You know, that that is so creative, so playful. You, like we, we, marvelous. And as a, in the fourth stage, it's kind of the same, isn't it? You, you, you're kind of both in and out. You're exchanging all the time. And, uh, and and isn't there a point for all of us, and where we just become utterly bored with? Our personalities. <laughs> <laughs> Sick to death of it. You know, you know, I'm just tired of living with myself, you know. I'd, I'd rather yeah. be you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yes, but it's, again, it's like being let out of school. I, I like being freed from a cage. Well, we have to be careful. If, they, if this really catches on, you know they'll tax it. <laughs> In one of our earlier meetings, we were talking about how to how to talk about this with other people and how how challenging it can be to uh, you know to figure out how to how to start the conversation or or sort of present it in a way that that doesn't make them run screaming into the night. Um, <laughs> But um, I, I figured out uh, something. A friend of mine uh, is having a birthday next week, and I asked her what she wanted for her birthday. And she said, well, can you share something with me? Uh, you know, share something from your life, a perspective, a book, uh, you know, something, something that's really meaningful to you. And I said, aha. <laughs> <laughs> and so for her birthday, I sent her an email with uh, an, uh, your, a link to your website and, um, and just a, a description of my own personal experience uh, with it and with the caveat that, you know, not, not everything is going to work for everybody. So there's no guarantees that you will resonate with this. But I guarantee that it will be something you have never encountered before. And that, uh, and so I sent it off to her. And last night she called me and said, oh, my God, what a great birthday present. <laughs> so 
Anyway, Wonderful. so there's there's one way. You know, you don't have to uh, necessarily do it do it in a cafe and and uh, take the chance that someone will run out on the bill, but. Yes, I mean, Barbara, uh, first of all, what a wonderful uh, kind of thing for your friend to say. I mean, yeah. I mean, that's unusual. And secondly, uh, sounds like uh, that hit the target in some way. Well, yeah, she hadn't had a chance to, to get into it yet, but, uh, uh, you'll but, see. Just, but just she was very uh, excited that, uh, you know, that I that I would share something like that with her. And I was pleased that she asked. So yes, it was a, it was a win-win situation. Lovely. Anything else that's on your mind before we end? I just, I, I love that one of the things I love about these groups is that we laugh a lot. I mean, there's, there's all these smiling faces. These are happy people. <laughs> no, there's, there's, a, there's a lesson. There's a message there somewhere. <laughs> these are happy people uh, in, this, in this headless world. Wonderful. Well said. Yes. And I, what I like to say is what you said this morning, Richard. Uh, that's so true that... There's no master here who says the right thing and we're all listening to the one authority who, you know, has gotten it right and we are trying to achieve it too or anything like it. But we're, this is uh, uh, an equal, equality, no equanimity, also not, we're all equal. Yeah. And, uh, and it's a, a true sharing and that's so beautiful and so unusual. Because when I look around in spiritual land, it's all masters and authorities and students and learning processes and long things. And this is just a bunch of friends um, sharing their perspective. Yes. So beautiful and so revolutionary. Yes. It is, yes. Yes. You there, Sequoia, still? Yes, I'm still here. <laughs> I'm enjoying space the conversation. Yes, I am. I'm enjoying the conversation. And um, haven't been moved to speak. I've, I've really enjoyed listening to the yeah. space, being filled with the other voices, and, and that's a wonderful process in itself. Yeah. Not too entertaining on my end, but... <laughs> Lovely to have you here. Yeah. Thank you. Okay, great to have you all in the space. We're going to uh, drop down below the bottom line in a moment. Uh, wonderful, and we will do this again. And just uh, yeah, it's great, uh, great basis of friendship, isn't it? Yeah, it is. All well, right. thank you, Richard, for making it happen. Yeah. Yes. All right. Thanks, See Richard. you all again soon. Thank you, everyone. Yeah. Take care, everyone. Bye bye. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to learn more about the Headless Way and the work of Douglas Harding, or to join in on one of our weekly online meetings, please visit www.headless.org.